are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Mariners, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today is Tuesday, November 9th. 2021. I am your host, Titan Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon where we talk about the Mariners even more and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. Visit patreon.com forward slash control zone if that sounds interesting to you. And on today's episode of Lockdown Mariners, we're going to talk about some comments Jerry DePoto made to Corey Brock of The Athletic. We're also going to uh, talk about Steven Matz in the middle tier of the starting pitching market. And we're also going to talk about the general manager meetings, which are going on today and how that could potentially get the ball rolling for DePoto and the Mariners. So if you like what you hear, give the show a follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, before we get into today's topics, though, uh, I do want to take a, a moment here to recognize pretty big member of the Mariners community, Tim Cantu, who unfortunately passed away this morning after a long battle with cancer. He, of course, was a longtime writer at Lookout Landing. If you have read Lookout Landing as as we have, as I'm sure a lot of Mariners fans have, you are probably familiar with Tim's work. And uh, I, I didn't know Tim personally, but he seemed like a great guy that touched the lives of many who I consider friends and colleagues in this uh, in this little community. So it's, it's a sad day here. And um, just wanted to mention here that we're, you know, we're thinking of uh, Tim and his family, his wife, his children, and uh, all those in this community that got to know him. So there's no, you know, real natural way to segue into our segments, but we're going to have to find a way to do that. Um, so uh, we're going to talk about Jerry DePoto. Uh, obviously, the general manager meetings are starting today. He talked to Corey Brock of The Athletic and uh, shared some thoughts on the offseason and kind of what his plan is, especially in terms of uh, trade discussions. And so there was some interesting quotes here that uh, one of our followers at Harry DePoto or at H DePoto on Twitter goes by Harry DePoto. Um, brought to my attention. Uh, so I'm going to read here, starting uh, with a quote from uh, Corey Brock himself, um, which says, uh, the one thing the Mariners won't do this week or the rest of the offseason, according to DePoto, is break up their core of top prospects for trade bait, no matter how tempting it may be. That means guys like Julio Rodriguez, Matt Brash, George Kirby, and Noel V. Marte are likely off limits, though other players could get some hits like pitchers Levi Stout and Brandon Williamson, for example. Uh, end quote. And then uh, DePoto went on to say, I would say it goes further than the top 10. We'll get hits on the guys at the top of the system, but we'll also get hits on guys in the 15 to 25 range. There's no scenario where we will move the top prospects in our system, the guys who are prominent in our system. But if there is an opportunity to add a player to be with the Mariners for more than a year, it will create a conversation for us in Carlsbad. And as the offseason progresses, in quotes. So Colby, you know, what is your reaction to this statement here that, you know, Jerry's going to at least for, for the time being play things close to the vest here and uh, not be willing to move some of his top pieces for high end talent elsewhere. 
yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, and it, it does, um, you know, it does uh, kind of put a damper on some of the things, uh, some of the fun things that we had we had discussed as possibly being, you know, on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, namely, if you were a Jose Ramirez fan, uh, you were a fan of that idea, or even lately the the Sandy Alcantara or the. Um, even Pablo Lopez idea probably puts a, a damper on that. Um, but you never know, you know, Jerry could just be saying these things. Um, and it only takes one, one mm-hmm. phone call to change somebody's mind. So, um, right. Like did Jerry ever envision that he was going to put Cano and, and Diaz together? No, he didn't. In fact, he, he publicly mm-hmm. said that. And, and yet when the opportunity came, he took it. So you, you never really know. That could be the plan going in, but plants have a, a tendency to, to disappear pretty quickly. Um, one thing I do wonder is if this means that Jerry might be more willing or um, maybe even wanting to move pieces off of his major league roster. Somebody like Kyle Lewis, who we've heard speculation sure. uh, could could be on the outs with Seattle. We, we've speculated about Chris trading Chris Flexen as part of a package to you know get a better starting pitcher than him back. Um, you know, I, I, again, I don't think JP and, and Kai France are going anywhere. Luis Torrens, maybe, maybe not. We'll have to wait and see. Kind of depends on Abraham Toro. Yeah. Abraham Toro, who we know that they, they had interest, they got interest in after they acquired him. So yeah, th- there are going to be some Jake Fraley. I mean, or any of the relievers. So I do wonder if maybe, um, Jerry is, is going to be more aggressive in trading off of his current 26 man roster than, uh, than maybe we initially sure. thought. The thing that really stands out to to me here is when he says, but if there's an opportunity to add a player to be with the Mariners for more than a year. Right. I I read that and I see, well, yeah, we're not going to trade any of our top guys for rentals. But if we can get a controllable piece that's going to be around here past 2022, then we'll entertain that idea. Right. So ultimately, I don't think this is really much to get worked up about like really i i I still think that jose ramirez if it's possible could still be in play i still think you know because these are guys that we're talking about that have club control pablo lopez sandy alcantara etc if that opportunity actually presents itself where that's semi-realistic and i don't think that jerry is just going to willy-nilly want to trade julio rodriguez matt brash etc um for any of these guys but I think if 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 that actually is a real possibility for them, um, it's they're certainly going to consider it. I mean, you would be stupid not to. Yeah. Um, because I mean, it, you know, we're talking about legitimate, you know, superstar level talent, especially with someone like Jose Ramirez. So, uh, yeah, I, I I read this and I, it doesn't really make me feel one way or the other. To be quite honest with you, I I, I think it's fine. I I think it's what I would expect him to say. And I also, you know, uh, from a competitive uh, perspective as well, I'm, I'm sure there's reasons to s- say something like this in the, uh, in the media as well. So uh, yeah, I, I don't think it really indicates much other than we're just, we're not going to, you know, sacrifice the future for one year guys. Like, yes, we recognize that we need to take another step in 2022, but we're not going to go all in on this year either which is smart which is what any reasonable fan really should expect from this team 
and hope for from this team that they don't just spend all their assets and, and waste that all away on one season or two seasons. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's a huge deal. I Again, it's, it's kind of in line with what we've been thinking. We didn't think Julio was going to be available. We didn't think Kirby was going to be be available um you know we we had talked about maybe trading noelvi because he was a few years away and i still think they might do that but um also you're not just going to trade noelvi for a guy you know um so yeah there's really no nobody should be surprised by the names that he mentioned um and yeah you know honestly i i would i would be very hesitant to trade brandon williamson um Matt Brash, Levi Stout, uh, I would do it, but you have to be careful uh, because the goal isn't to make the playoffs in 2022. That's that's the 2022 goal, but the goal is to have a long and open competitive window, kind of like the Cardinals, where you're basically competing for a playoff spot every year. Um, that's the goal, mm-hmm. and so you don't get there by sabotaging your future to make you know one year count. And it's one year where you might not even be able to to beat the Astros because you're probably at least a year away a full year away from from really seriously consider, uh, contending for that uh, the division title so mm-hmm. um, yeah it's it could be yeah. GM speak it could be nothing it could be something but we don't know the one thing with Jerry Depoto is well two things he's pretty honest but he's also very creative and he's open to, uh, to have his mind changed so I wouldn't read too much into it but uh, it mm-hmm. is worth noting on the first day of the GM meetings which very well could be and probably are going to basically be the de facto winter meetings this year for sure so we'll uh, we'll see how it all plays out and uh, the mariners are certainly going to be deeply involved in the starting pitching market this winter so we're going to talk about a few names that they could add on the back end in just a moment but real quick a reminder this episode of locked on mariners is brought to you by betonline.ag We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day every day. This is Locked On Mariners, and we're going to talk about three pitchers, particularly one that could be of interest to the Mariners this offseason to add towards the back end of their rotation. Last night, I put out a poll asking you which you would prefer the Mariners to sign of Steven Matz, Tyler Anderson, and Alex Cobb. And right now, uh, Steven Matz has a small lead over Tyler Anderson. 43.6% of the poll votes have gone to him. Uh, 40.1% to Anderson. 16.4% to Alex Cobb. 270 or 287 of you have voted on that. There's four hours left on that poll at the time of this recording. Um, but Seems like everyone's on board with Steven Matz, who Colby continues to surprise you in terms of his market or what the indication of his market might 
B, MLB trade rumors projecting him to be worth just $9 million AAV in their uh, free agency predictions yesterday. Three-year, $27 million deal for Steven Matz was what they projected there. I, I forget which team that they mostly had him going to, but I mean, at that dollar figure and that kind of commitment for a guy that was worth almost three F4 last year, as far as I'm aware, I mean, that's got to be a steal, right? It is for me. Um, yeah, you know, he's worth 2.8 F4 last year, made 29 starts, 150 innings, uh, 8.6 K per nine. Uh, 2.57 base on ball per nine, uh, 45% ground ball rate. Um, yeah, he was just, he was really, really good last year and, and, you know, pretty underrated. Um, the 9 million AAV really surprises me considering Andrew Heaney just got eight. Um, you know, granted they didn't have the, uh, you know, they didn't have the foresight when the, when uh, MLB trade rumors put that projection together, they didn't have the the hindsight uh, ability because Heaney signed shortly after that article was published. But if Heaney's getting nine, right. Or eight. Matt's is worth at least that the guy was really good last year. He's, he's worth more than that. So it continues to, to boggle my mind. Um, it's also weird to me. I guess not weird, but Tyler Anderson was, you know, Everybody wants Tyler Anderson or, or, you know, most of or, you know, a large portion of the people in the poll would choose Anderson over Mats. Mats was significantly better than Anderson last year. He was worth, mm-hmm. uh, he was worth seven, uh, 0.7 more wins by F wars formula. Uh, you know, you look at Anderson's whip or FIP last year, four, three, seven, his X FIP four, six, zero, Opposed to Steven Matz, whose FIP was 379 and his ex-FIP was 394. Matz had the better ERA. He struck out more guys. Um, you know, he got more ground balls. Uh, the home run to fly ball rate was identical. Uh, it, it's Matz was simply better. I mean, it, there's really no debate to be had. Matz was the better pitcher last year. So um, it feels like people uh, might be sleeping on, on Steven Matz, and I, I would not be surprised at all if uh, Jerry – and his crew really like Matt's, uh, like his arm, like his upside. And there's still some upside there. He's mm-hmm. going to be 31, but if it's only a three-year deal, I mean, that's that's pretty good. Again, fills the strike zone. Uh, he's just a solid pitcher, and, and I, I get there's a relatively small track record of, of success there, but um, or at least this level of success. But the same could have been said for Robbie Ray, and, well, we all saw how that worked out. So, uh, yeah, Steven Matz to me is getting overlooked. Yeah. Uh, for me, you know, the, the, the thing here is Alex Cobb is kind of being overlooked in this poll as well. I mean, I know that there's injury concerns here, but the guy posted a career high in, uh, K's per nine. He was worth two and a half F four, uh, in just 93 innings pitch in an, in the angels rotation, by the way, (laughs) Like, that's that's got to account for something. Um, the guy is really good, and if you're looking for a bounce back candidate, that's not going to um, cost you a ton of money or a long term commitment, and could potentially slot in your number five spot in your rotation, but pitch like a number three. I mean, that's the guy right there. If you're looking for upside, if you're looking for a Robbie Ray. That might be the guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, he at, at the very least he should be he should have way more way more votes and he he should rank ahead of Tyler Anderson. To me, Anderson is the clear number three option out of those three guys. Yeah, yeah, for me too. I mean, just you need guys who can miss more bats, and Tyler Anderson just doesn't really miss bats. You know, he he was able to get some strikeouts while he was in Seattle, but still, it's just like. Obviously, it ultimately matters, you know, if you can get outs, right? That's the name of the game for pitchers. Right. But you'd like some more swing and miss in your rotation. Just Anderson doesn't really give you that. Matt's almost averaged uh, K per nine last year, if I'm remembering correctly. I don't have his numbers pulled up in front of me. But, uh, you know, Cobb also averaged over a K per nine last year, which isn't really something that he's done. I mean, that's was uh, that 9.45 number that he had was like three higher than it's been in the last six years for him. So obviously you got to worry about regression there as well, but I don't know. You know, we've, we've talked about the Mariners need to get two starting pitchers this off season. And both of them aren't going to be absolute home runs. Hopefully one of them is, but the second one is probably going to be have is probably going to have to be someone that you're taking a chance on a little bit here. And I feel like Cobb is a pretty good one to, take a chance on or Matt's offers you some safety there at that number and offers you more upside than, than Tyler Anderson, frankly. Uh, yeah. I mean, pretty significantly Anderson is, is fine. Like, you know, Anderson was extremely helpful to the Mariners the second half of the year, minus the, the two God awful starts against the angels. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, overall he was very good. Um, and, you know, if, if Seattle was in kind of another wait and see type of year, then Anderson would make a lot of sense. Uh, but you're not. You you're you're trying to make the playoffs in 2022. You need some upside, and Anderson is just a, a like his upside is two wins. That's that's who he is. That's what he is. I mean, he's Marco Gonzalez at his very best, and that's only maybe 15 percent of the time. So it's it's mm-hmm. there's just not a lot there with Anderson and and if Seattle goes into the you know goes into spring training next year with Anderson as their strong number five like he he's got the job I think that's a bit of a failure on the part of the Mariners because I just don't see them adding that true number one ace um, that would you know justify right. just getting a number five placeholder until you get you know hopefully Kirby or or Williamson or somebody um, ready you just you can't do that so. Anderson to me would be a pretty mm-hmm. meh type of signing. I just like it's it's not terrible per se, but it's just one of those where it's like you know, I what are you doing? Especially if if you can get Mats for 9 or Wood for 10 or Cobb for 9 and Anderson's going to cost you 7, like just spend the extra money, get the more get more upside out of it. But uh mm-hmm. yeah, you know, again Anderson extremely useful and, and Seattle clearly likes him and so wouldn't be shocked if they brought him in. I would just be kind of whelmed, let's say. All right, we're gonna talk about the general manager meetings in just a moment. All right, so the general manager meetings are starting today and they will go on through November eleventh. So Jerry DePoto hasn't made any moves yet. The Mariners haven't made any moves. Uh, Colby, is this going to be the thing that gets the ball rolling? Earlier on in the show, you said that this might be the pseudo-winter meetings, if you will, especially with the 
blackout potentially happening where that's that's probably going to cancel out the the winter meetings this year yeah it uh it seems like it might so uh yeah hopefully this does get the ball rolling um we we've seen uh some reports that suggest that uh you know gms are certainly viewing this as kind of the the winter meeting so uh i i don't think you're going to see any uh you're not going to see any like big free agent sign in the next few days. I I really doubt anybody of anybody who's going to get you know twenty million or more AAV is going to sign mm-hmm. before the the lockout starts. But uh, we'll see how that goes. But I do think that you're going to see some trades made during these meetings, and then the de- in the days after, I think you're probably going to see a a flurry of moves made. Um, it sounds like there are a lot of teams who want to get stuff done before the uh, before the lockout, which should help. Uh, get things facilitated but also we're what a week into the off season now and we've had one major trade if you even want to call it mm-hmm. a major trade and we've had one significant free agent signing and th- those are tucker yeah, we'll Bar- call it noteworthy yeah there you go noteworthy <laughs> yeah tucker barnhart and andrew heaney that's it like a weekend yeah that's not what i expected and so i, I hope it gets rolling soon i think it has to particularly if you're a team like mm-hmm. the mariners who is trying to make a statement to free agents particularly to Simeon Bryant, like those type story, those type of guys. Uh, I, I think you can't yeah. go into the into the break here with uh, very little, you know, a, a very little of impact on. You can't just go sign, um, you know, you just can't go just trade for a middle reliever and be like, okay, well, we'll see what happens after we get back from the break. You have to get some stuff done. So, um, yeah, I, you have to leave a lasting impression mm-hmm. before the lockout happens because you have no idea when you're coming back, right? And so, you know, this could get to the point where you're in March and you got to, you know, maybe spring training has been delayed by a couple of weeks or whatever, but they're not going to delay it by much. So say you're in March and now you have two weeks, three weeks to scramble and put together the rest of your roster. So you need to leave a lasting impression here on the market that, you know, just so you don't get left in the dust when when you kind of get to, I don't know what we'll I guess we'll consider the lightning round of free agency. Um, because that's, that's always possible. And so you want to have, you want to make that statement. You want to let free agents out there know, especially because some of the bigger names are probably not going to sign until after the negotiations are finalized. And so, you know, if you, if you're looking to sign a Brian or a Simeon or, or what have you, uh, you, you need to start making some moves here in case that the lockout happens and these guys are going to have months potentially to mull over all of these decisions that these teams have made. You want to be able to stand out amongst the crowd because frankly, you don't right now, even with the 91 season and all that stuff, there's a lot more appealing places out there for free agents to go than Seattle. So you got to convince them. You got to convince them that Seattle is worth investing in because we want to invest in you. Right. Um, and you know, there's also value to, to being, you know, the team that makes a couple of the, the bigger moves before the shutdown, because, you know, MLB Network is only going to talk about negotiations and lockouts. You know, they're not going to that's not going to turn into a 24 hour news story for them. So what are they going to talk about? They're going to talk about teams that surprised in 2020, uh, 2021 and teams that could take a big step in 2022. And if you're the Mariners and you've made a couple of these moves, and, you know, Brian Kinney's and, and God forbid, Mad Dog Russo are, are, well, in Russo's case, screaming about the Mariners because 
they made the most relevant moves. The players who watch that, that that is part of the recruiting process. It's like, well, you know, Seattle did get some stuff done here be- before we we got locked out. So, you know, it's just in the back of your head. Well, Seattle's already been aggressive. Seattle's already been aggressive. And it's like, what are the Yankees going to do? Well, I don't know. They didn't make a move before the before the deadline. So I'm not sure, you know, what what direction they're going. I'm not sure what, you know, who's who's available. I don't know if they're if this spot's going to be open to me, blah 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 blah. So, you want that you want people talking about you during the lockout, but not for lockout related reasons. And the best way to do that because you've already had this amazing like come out of nowhere season. The best way to do that is to make some moves now and be the most talked about team because of what you did in the in the one month off season that we're going to get before the lockout. Before we hop out of here, Colby, I'm going to put you on the spot here and ask you over under one and a half Mariners moves by Thursday night. By the general manager meeting set by Thursday. What are we talking like 26 man moves like real real moves? Any moves, any moves oh, of any, any kind. Oh, over. They're gonna. They're well, gonna, any, any, anything that results in an acquisition. Oh, for the Mariners. Okay. Um, under Thursday night. Move. Okay. Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. So just two days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think they do one thing. So I'll take under. Under. All right. I'll probably take the under as well. I I think they will do one thing though. I think they will do one thing. So uh, we'll see. Apparently, we'll sign have Anthony to talk Rizzo about tomorrow. Apparently, oh, they're going geez, to sign yeah. Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> yeah, if if any anyone that's listening to this saw those, uh, I, I forget what the Twitter account was, but uh, someone had the Mariners signing Anthony Rizzo, which is uh, sorry if you like Anthony Rizzo. Uh, <laughs> you know, he he's just he doesn't make any sense for the Mariners with Ty France here. Um, yeah, Ty France is the first baseman. And yeah. if you're thinking about any first base types, I suggest uh, looking elsewhere. Because <laughs> the Mariners are not going to acquire a big-time first baseman this year. Highly doubt it. Sorry to those of you that are also holding out for Matt Olson. Uh, but that's going to do it for our show today. Thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners. If you Colby Pat Node, I'm Ty Dan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. It's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day every day. We'll be back tomorrow. And like I said, we're, we're hoping that Jerry does something because uh, we want something to talk about. That would be nice to actually have something substantial something uh, new to talk about but in the meantime make your second listen of the day locked on mlb prospects where host rm lighten is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the mlb stars of tomorrow and just like us his show is free and available on all platforms so have yourself a beautiful baseball day go listen to arm show and we'll see you tomorrow